Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Country, said Sterling. I was subpoenaed. Certainly not, I said with indignation. I'm going east. I don't live here. You have witnesses enough without me. We all saw the same thing. Witnesses never see the same thing, observed the man from Tucson. It's the government that's after you. But you'll not have to wait. Our case is first on the list. You can take my deposition, I began. But what need to dwell upon this interview? When I come to visit you again, I said to Sterling, let me know and that pink-faced, gray-haired captain still shouted heartlessly. "'You're an egotist,' said he. "'Think of the scrape poor old Pidcock has got himself into.' "'The government needs all the witnesses it can get,' said the man from Tucson. "'Luke Jenks is smart in some ways.' "'Luke Jenks?' I sat up in my canvas extension chair. "'Territorial delegate, firm of Parley and Jenks, Tucson.' He's in it. By heavens, I cried in unmixed delight. But I didn't see him when they were shooting at us. The man from Tucson stared at me curiously. He is counsel for the prisoners, he explained. The delegate to Washington defends these thieves who robbed the United States, I repeated. Says he'll get them off. He's going to stay home from Washington and put it through in shape. It was here that my powers of astonishment went into their last decline, and I withheld my opinion upon the character of Mr. Jenks as a public man. I settled comfortably in my canvas chair. "'The prisoners are citizens of small means,' I judge, said I. "'What fee can they pay for such a service?' "'Ah!' said Sterling. That's about it, I guess, said the man from Tucson. Luke is mighty smart in his law business. Well, gents, good day to you. I must be getting after the rest of my witnesses. Have you seen Mrs. Sproud? I asked him. She's quit the country. We can't trace her. Guess she was scared. But that gold, I exclaimed when Sterling and I were alone. What in the world have they done with those six other bags? Ah, said he, as before, do you want to bet on that point? Dollars to doughnuts, Uncle Sam never sees a cent of that money again. I'll stake my next quarter's pay. Pooh, said I, that's poor odds against doughnuts if Pigcock has the paying of it. 
and I took my turn at laughing at the humorous Sterling. "'That Mrs. Sproud is a sensible woman to have gone,' said he, reflectively. "'They would know she had betrayed them, and she wouldn't be safe in the valley. Witnesses who know too much sometimes are found dead in this country, but you'll have government protection.' "'Thank you kindly,' said I. "'That's what I had on the hill.' but Sterling took his turn at me again with freshened mirth. Well, I think that we witnesses were worth government protection. At seasons of a special brightness and holiday, such as Christmas and Easter, the theaters of the variety order have a phrase which they sometimes print in capitals upon their bills, Combination Extraordinary and when you consider Major Pidcock and his pride, and the old plantation cook, and my reserved eastern self, and our coal-black escort of the hill, more than a dozen, including Sergeant Brown and the private, both now happily recovered of their wounds, you can see what appearance we made descending together from the mean southern Pacific train at Tucson, under the gaze of what I take to have been the town's whole population, numbering five thousand. Sterling, who had come to see us through, began at his persiflage immediately, and congratulated me upon the house I should play to, speaking of box-office receipts and a benefit night. Tucson is more than half a Mexican town, and in its crowd upon the platform I saw the gaudy shawls, the earrings, the steeple-straw hats, the old shriveled cigarette-rolling apes, and the dark-eyed girls, and sifted with these the loungers of our own race, boots, overalls, pistols, hotel clerks, express agents, freight-hands, waitresses, red-shirts, soldiers from Lowell barracks, and officers, and in this mass and mess of color and dust and staring, Bishop Meekham, in his yellow duster, by the door of the Hotel San Xavier. But his stare was not, I think now, quite of the same idleness with the rest. He gave me a short nod, yet not unfriendly, as I passed by him to register my name. By the counter I found the wet-eyed Maori standing. "'How's business on the other side of the track?' I said to him. Fair to Midland. Get them mines he was after at Globe? You've forgotten I told you they're a property I don't care for, Mr. Mowry. I suppose it's interest in this recent gold discovery that brings you to Tucson. He had no answer for me, but a shrewd, shirking glance that flattered my sense of acumen, and added pleasantly, So many of yours. Arizona citizens have forsaken silver for gold just now. I wrote my name in the hotel book while he looked to remind himself what it was. Why, you're not to stay here, said Sterling, coming up. You're expected at the barracks. He presented me at once to a knot of officers, each of whom in turn made me known to some additional bystander until it seemed to me that I shook a new hand sixty times in this disordered minute by the hotel book, and out of the sixty caught one name, which was my own. 
These many meetings could not be made perfect without help from the saloon-keeper, who ran his thriving trade conveniently at hand in the office of the San Xavier. Our group remained near him, and I silently resolved to sleep here at the hotel, away from the tempting confusion of army hospitality upon this eve of our trial. We were expected, however, to dine at the post, and that I was ready to do. Indeed, I could scarcely have got myself out of it without rudeness, for the ambulance was waiting us guests at the gate. We went to it along a latticed passageway at the edge of a tropical garden, only a few square yards in all. But how pretty! And what an oasis of calm in the midst of this teeming desolation of unrest! It had upon one side the railway station, wooden, sordid, congesting with malodorous, packed humanity, on the next the rails themselves and the platform, with steam and bells and baggage-trucks rolling and bumping. The hotel stood on the third, a confusion of tongues and trampings, while a wide space of dust, knee-deep and littered with manoeuvring vehicles, hemmed in this silent garden on the fourth side. A slender, slow, little fountain dropped inaudibly among some palms, a giant cactus, and the broad-spread shade of trees I did not know. This was the whole garden, and a tame young antelope was its inhabitant. He lay in the unchanging shade, his large eyes fixed remotely upon the turmoil of this world, and a sleepy charm touched my senses as I looked at his domain. Instead of going to dinner, or going anywhere, I should have liked to recline indefinitely beneath those palms, and trail my fingers in the cool fountain. Such enlightened languor, however, could by no happy chance be the lot of an important witness in a western robbery trial, and I dined and wined with the jovial officers, at least talking no business. End of section 13